0: You are just as worthy of the time, love, and compassion you freely give to others. Melanie Monaco. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of A Metaphobia Help. I want to wish uh, all my Jewish friends and colleagues and clients a happy Hanukkah. I'm recording this on Thursday. It's the first day of Hanukkah today. I'm Anna Christie, a recovered emetophobic licensed psychotherapist specializing in metaphobia and your host for this podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking with Lisa Lopez, who you might remember from episode three, Lisa is in training to be a self love coach. And I thought that sounded so intriguing and is something that I believe will be so important for a metaphobes. um, Because not only do we generally not love ourselves, we hate ourselves and we (laughs) are embarrassed to and feel ashamed of even having this phobia in general. Um, Trigger warnings, none. So enjoy the um, episode, those of you who get triggered easily. I'm thrilled to have Lisa come back and talk to us about her work as a coach and her training and a book that she's writing. So hi, Lisa. Lisa. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you back. We may sound like we're kind of um, laughing a little bit. It's because we uh, just had a like 10 minute interview and the record button didn't click on. So we're starting (laughs) over again. (laughs) It's like we seem like unusually happy, but we are (laughs) saying the same things over. Anyway, so if you could talk a little bit, uh, first of all, about um, the training that you're doing right now.
1: So right now I'm in training to become a self-love coach from a self-love lifestyle um, that was created by Milani. And um, it's a great program because it teaches us to really tune in and going on a self-healing journey. So we kind of get to learn what we're going to be um, kind of showing our clients so they're able to, you know, overcome their challenges, um, you know, Go with their kind of like, it's, it's kind of like what I want to explain is that you actually go really, you dive really deep into kind of like everything. I love that it's about the intuition. It's about, you know, affirmations, uh, meditations, the mindset. And so I feel like this is perfect to help um, emetophobes who are struggling with this fear and anxiety because that's what helped me. You know, it helped me doing these positive affirmations these meditations to help kind of change our thought pattern and so now that we have more knowledge on it i feel like it's going to be very powerful tools to use um, for people who are going through this
0: yeah i mean your your story was very very powerful um and i think that the you know what what you're talking about is very exciting to me um mainly because I think these things that you're describing work really well. It's that people don't take them seriously enough. You know, people might stick up a couple affirmations on their bathroom mirror, or they might meditate sort of on, off, not really do. You know, you have to really take it seriously, yeah? You yes. really, really do it. Um, and uh, I'm learning that there are actually – A few ways that people can get over this phobia, not not just the CBT that I do, but I'm just reading another book, actually, by uh, someone who is a CBT therapist that has a totally different approach, but equally valid. Um, And so, yeah, what you're talking about, I think, is great for anxiety. You said Milani, you know. Yeah. Milani Monaco. Okay, and can you explain who that is? Oh well, she's the creator
1: of the self love coaching. Okay, and so that's where I'm taking my training with.
0: And how long does this training take? Six months. Wow. Well, so mm-hmm. you're you're getting pretty you're pretty serious about it. Um, can you you know I'm also impressed with the fact that you're having to do yourself what you're you know. Expecting other people to do. So that's where it starts. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like you go into that journey. I I think that's what I love about it the most is that we actually do, we put into practice what we're going to be actually doing with our clients.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if clients took six months to very seriously do this kind of work in meditation, it would make a huge difference in their lives. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Definitely. That's why Mm -hmm. um, after the training, when I graduate, I really want to create a program specifically Mm -hmm. for that, you know, for people who have anxiety or emetophobia. So it's kind of like, it also has a safe, you know, boundaries, but it also then kind of pushes you outside your comfort zone.
0: Yeah. Can you say a little more about about it like the things that you're learning it's, i'm sure our listeners would be very interested
1: well it's it says the things that we're doing like you know she kind of uh teaches about um understanding our body our emotions um checking in with our body which i think is very valid and very important because our body kind of tells us it gives us a warning signal when something is needed and sometimes we kind of like push it to the side, and that's where anxiety builds up, you know. And if we don't listen the first time, it's going to manifest um, somewhere in our physical body. So mm-hmm. it it kind of helps us to be in the present moment and focusing on listening to whatever we need.
0: You're listening to your body, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, and then the the signs, so to speak, of. Are in the body somewhere? Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just trying. No, you're right. You're very
1: right.
0: Yeah, there are um, some other modalities that talk about this phenomenon, if you will. One of them is called Heart Math. Uh, there's a book, Heart Math, and it is a brilliant book. Um, if I don't know if people listening are into self-help books or not, um, <laughs> I I love self-help books. I think they or they call them personal development books now because I think they they talk to us about the human condition. And so that's why I find them, even if you don't think you need help with anything. I just love reading what, what different people do. So heart math, that's um, you know, and there's there's another book I think um called Touch, and I can't remember the author, but that that book is um uh, just you know, I think you do Reiki as well, do you not? Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it that, it relates a little bit more to, to Reiki. One of the things I do when I am doing um, exposure therapy with people, I'll say, you know, what's a baseline number? Zero to ten. Oh, I'm at one out of ten. Then you look at a picture. Okay, now it's five. Someone might say, mm-hmm. I ask them almost every time, where do you feel it in your body? it yeah. in your body, because your body is the problem and your body is also the solution, the solution. to the problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: definitely. I was like those couple of days when I was feeling unwell, I was checking in on my body and I was like, where is it going from? Where is it coming from? And it was like my solar plexus. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, why is it feeling off? You know, like, that's because sometimes we hold our emotions in our stomach. And we don't pay attention to that. And that's where the digestive issues come in, you know, the headaches come in and then we blame it on something else. Not understanding that our emotions are a very powerful thing and our Mm -hmm. thought pattern as well. So if we learn to do daily meditations a day or learn to be in the present moment and think our body, it really changes the way we experience these emotions.
0: And being accepting of a lot of it, right? I think that, I mean, the latest literature on anxiety is that you should just notice the anxiety in your body, acknowledge it, here it is, and don't engage with it. Like, don't try to shut it down, stop it, slow it down. Don't try to, you know, say things to help yourself calm down. Just let it be, you know, just let it be there. And... Uh, So that's the latest thinking. Now, if someone had said that to me when I was in the worst throes of my emetophobia, I would have been probably angry. (laughs) Like You don't understand. You don't get it. And um, I so I kind of had to come at it a different way in order to get better. And I do sort of offer people two different pathways. If you can tolerate your anxiety if it goes up to ten out of ten, then tolerate it. then just say, "Okay, bring it on, you know uh, fine, who cares? Make me sick, I don't care. you know, do what you will to me. If you can't though if 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 it going up to ten out of ten is way too scary for you, then there are things you can do to bring the anxiety down to a level where you can cope with it, so you can breathe slowly, you can relax your body, the big muscles in your body you can, you know, imagine something, uh, your imagination is very powerful. Yeah, so I'm prattling on now. And it's your, it's your show.
1: <laughs> no, it's good. It's good advice that you're giving.
0: Yeah, uh, I I think we don't. It's interesting when you say we hold our emotions in our stomach. Can you say more about that? So yeah, so when I've learned about more
1: about like the chakras, um, I have noticed, well, you know, how they're connected with each emotion and usually we don't realize that our stomach is where kind of like most of our energy source goes into and you know when you have that sometimes you you get so angry and they always tell you well don't get so angry you're gonna get your stomach's gonna get upset Mm -hmm. it's it's true you do and Mm -hmm. that's because our emotions stay there you know we're very sensitive in that area and if we don't release that, it, it does cause physical problems. So that's why it's important that we nourish and you know, nurture that part of our body a lot and that we actually pay attention to it. Because with anxiety, I have noticed that a lot of people have told me that usually that's when they feel nauseous or they're feeling unwell, you know, and mm-hmm. that's because that anxiety is getting stuck in the stomach. Mm-hmm. So. learn to relax it more if we learn Mm -hmm. to embrace the fear you know Mm -hmm. um, my spiritual teacher had told me practice 15 minutes of silent meditation Mm -hmm. sit with your body because you're going to get uncomfortable anxiety is going to build up you're going to start feeling the tension on your stomach then think of it and think relax Mm -hmm. just tell your body relax and it kind of helps you it soothes you so mm-hmm. doing these techniques will help to kind of release that energy and you know when once we take off the, the you know the nauseousness and all that stuff as in a you know person who goes through emetophobia that's that's like a big thing for them to like be like okay now I feel I'm starting to feel relaxed.
0: Um, right mm-hmm. right yeah and the other thing that happens when we get very anxious is that our brain's slow down or shut down the digestion process in order because it takes a lot of energy to digest food. So you need that energy to run away from the grizzly bear or the alligator or whatever part of the world you live in horrible monster, (laughs) you know, that will kill you. And so it Yeah, it literally stops your stomach from digesting food. So it's just sitting there and you feel awful. Mm -hmm. And you can just uh, I say just relax, like it's something easy. It's not, right? Oh it's no, it takes, it takes a lot of work. A lot of, like I was saying before, about taking it seriously. Like you have to take it seriously. I have a, I give my clients. Um, uh, I actually made a couple of uh, what, do you, what, progressive muscle relaxation videos. They're not videos. They're just the audio. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go to my YouTube channel, Anna Christie, I don't know, just, I don't even know the name of my YouTube channel, but if you, if you, if you just go and look up Anna Christie and Metaphobia on YouTube, you'll see that there are a couple of um, of progressive muscle relaxation um, videos. It's just the sound. I made them with a musician friend of mine. She's playing the harp. She's just improvising through it. It's just gorgeous. Or there are lots more on YouTube, right?
1: Mm-hmm. There are
0: lots, and whatever kind of path you follow, um, you know, you may have a spiritual teacher, a leader. You may not. You may just want to have the skill, to master the skill of relaxation. So I give my clients a checklist with the numbers 1 to 90, nine or zero, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you listen to those 90 times, then you may have the beginning of being able to master the skill, not master it, but get it, you might be able to get it. So they're for free up there on YouTube. And I do tell my um, clients, when you get sick of my voice, there are a lot more, there are a lot more. Um, And I'm sure if you like if we went to YouTube, for example, and we looked up Melanie Monaco, would she have YouTube videos up there? I believe so. Um,
1: You could Google and she
0: would have her website come up. Yeah, right. Yeah. So there could be something up there just for people to understand a little more. Um, I'm not sure if we're talking in a way that other people don't understand. I know you used the word chakras a few minutes ago. Can you explain (laughs) to the listeners who may not be familiar with that term what a chakra is?
1: So those are like our kind of like energy points um, that we have. They're like the main ones. I know we have more, but the main ones are the seven ones. Um, We have like the root chakra, the sacral chakra, the solar plexus chakra, the heart chakra, the um, third eye chakra, and the crown chakra. So those are the seven main ones. And each Mm -hmm. of those um, are connected to either organs or our emotions. And they're kind of like little vortex, like little energies. Um, right. And when we kind of learn about them and how they actually work with our health, you kind mm-hmm. of will understand um, where these blockages are happening. Like, let's say the the root chakra, you know, um, it could be with fear. And mm-hmm. this is why sometimes we feel like we're not grounded enough. And right. When we ground that chakra, it really helps us to balance ourselves and feel more confident in being, you know, in this human experience.
0: Right. That is so interesting. I'm glad I asked you to clarify because. I did not know what it meant. (laughs) I thought I did. I'm like, can you clarify for our listeners who may not know? I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. is that what it is? I thought it was something else. I'm not going to embarrass myself by saying what I thought it was, but that's really interesting. Um, and, uh, I know that, um, I know that, that you, you do you do Reiki as well, which is a, a kind of energy healing, And I know you said a little bit about it the last time we talked, but could you just say a few more words about Reiki? Because I find it so fascinating.
1: Yes, so Reiki is a Japanese technique um, for relaxation. We use the universal um, energy, meaning everything that's around us, all that is. And it is being kind of channeled through the practitioner. So we're kind of like just a vessel. Um, and we use the universe's energy while we place our hands above each chakra on the okay. on the client. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, like, let's say if I put it at a certain spot, because Reiki will still go where it's needed. Okay. Um, and so it just helps you to go into a state of relaxation, which kind of promotes self-healing.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah I've had uh, I've been to a workshop and I've had Reiki done and uh, to be honest before I had it done I thought it was silly you know because I'm one of those people that's I'm very like you know bunch of university and uh, science and yeah and then I had it done to me and I was like oh my gosh like and I didn't even believe in it you know uh, mm-hmm. at the time at the time. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's too long of a story, but it was absolutely incredible. Um, the, the healing that I received from that, from that particular Reiki session. And then I went to a workshop with a friend of mine, um, uh, many, many years ago. I met, I met a really good friend there actually. Mm-hmm. And so that was uh, perhaps, but you know, the more I learn actually about, um, the scientific approach to the universe and string theory and which I will not go into folks don't please don't click stop I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna go into it okay but um just the theory of you know we're we're made of matter stuff right we're made of something everything's made of matter and when you break them down you know you get to the little atom and you can then split the atom into three little pieces but if you keep going smaller and smaller even with those atoms there is nothing left like nothing and that is so mind like blow your yeah. mind you know that is mind blowing it's like well what are we then And where did we go? Like, if you break us down into teeny tiny bits like that, where did we go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all of you out there smoking marijuana right now are (laughs) going (laughs) to really go, wow, like that's so cool. And everyone else is going to be like, what is she talking about? (laughs) Um, Let's Let's talk about, this is so much more fun than talking about vomit, I have to say. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) <laughs> tell me about the book you're writing. Um, you were saying that the working title is the invisible fear, fear, right, right, right. The invisible fear, and you're hoping that this book will come out n- mid uh, next year, mid 2021. So tell us about it.
1: Yes, yeah, so I decided to start writing a book about my life experience with a metaphobia. And I wanted to share in the book um, the struggles I went through since I was little so that other people kind of relate to it and parents could kind of understand how their children feel when they're struggling with dysphobia. In the book, I'm also going to add the steps I took um, that helped me overcome it. So I want it to be able to help as many people as possible and hopefully even doctors, you know. Chime in and looking through it to understand their clients more because I felt that when I was going through it, there wasn't a lot of information for it. And even now, I feel like, let's say, partners, relationships, um, family members don't understand what's going on in their loved ones heads, don't understand how they're feeling. Why were they rude uh, during a time Uh, they just wanted to leave the room? Why did they cancel their plans? You know, Um, why did they break up in a relationship? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to give that in depth to try and help others be able to find their voice and be like, you know what, this is what I'm feeling. Can you read it and kind of understand me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fabulous. And when your book is published and ready for sale, I will have you back um, to talk uh, after I've read it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting. I just a new book just came out by Ken Goodman uh, called the Metaphobia Manual, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's two hundred and forty seven pages. I managed to make it through one hundred and twenty three. Yesterday afternoon after it arrived from Amazon, I'm very excited about it. He is a therapist, um, CBT, and I want to have him on the show because what he does in this book, the method he uses is very different from my approach And yet, equally valid. I think that um, Dr. David Veal, who many people, uh, our listeners uh, from England especially, will know he's a psychiatrist. He does scientific research on emetophobia. He's in London, England, and he's coming out with a book um, sometime next year. Um, uh, A psychologist friend of mine, Dr. David Russ, who does child psychology in uh, North Carolina, he and I are writing a book that won't be coming out next year, but probably the year after. And, and your book, uh, I'm just so excited about the the sort of holistic, you know, um, and maybe that's the wrong word, but just the um, diversity of approaches to a metaphobia that it that are going to be coming on the market because right now people have very little to go by. As you say, there are some books out that are kind of memoirs, but those people didn't get better, so mm-hmm. they're not all that helpful. There's the fellow that wrote Thrive, who's not even a therapist, who only went to high school, like, and claims oh. he's a he claims he's a counselor, but he shouldn't be if he is one, um, and. And he's an internet marketer. So that book gets a lot of a lot of press and he sells a lot of copies, but it's not a particularly helpful book. If wow. I mean I bought it, I read it, I reviewed it on my website. If you want to review, look at my website. It's not all bad you didn't waste your $30, read the book. (laughs) It's okay. It'll be okay. You know, because, but I think don't, don't just get any one book. If you can't afford a therapist, just read everything you can. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, Lisa, you've been amazing. Uh, I, I wish we lived uh, closer together. Uh, we could have a coffee, and uh, if it weren't for this terrible virus, where we oh, can't yes. even have coffee with, I can't even have Christmas with my own children who live uh, 20 minutes from here. But oh, that's no. okay. That's okay. I think that's okay. Um, I. I think it's better that we don't spread it any more than it's already being spread. So yes, that's all I'll say because it's a very politically touchy topic in America. <laughs> definitely. Anyway. Yeah. Right. So anyway, you've been wonderful. I hope to have you back again. Um, look for the book. It may have a different title when it comes out, but Lisa Lopez will always be the author. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, thank you so much. Take care. You can find Lisa on Instagram Um, at at you got this Corazon, Corazon spelled C-O-R-A-Z-O-N. Sorry, that was very Canadian. Z is Z if you're American. Um, C-O-R-A-Z-O-N. And her website is Uh, positive vibes for you. And the four is the number four. I'll put all of this in the notes. So if you just look in the the notes, you can find her. Also, Melanie Monaco's website is theselflovelifestyle.com. Thank you everyone for listening. You guys are great. We've had uh, just uh, the downloads just keep going up and up for this podcast. I'm so thrilled that we have so many people that are listening to it. Um, it There is a cost for me, it, it's about a 100 bucks a month to put a podcast on have it hosted and have the sound cleaned up and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so you can just buy me a coffee would be helpful. You can find, if you go down, scroll down in the notes, uh, it says something like support the show and you can click on it and buy me a coffee and that would be really helpful. You can also go to my website at emetaphobiahelp.org for all kinds of information. Uh, you can sign up for my newsletter there. You can get a free book to uh, like a free little ebook to give to your family, your doctor, your your therapist. And if you are a therapist treating emetophobia, there is a there are a lot of resources on that website, all for free. No ads on the website it's awesome, (laughs) if I do say so myself. All right, everybody, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time.